Welcome to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy discusses the paramita of patience. Welcome. In this episode, I'll be focusing on the paramita of patience. Patience is the third paramita and follows the paramita of generosity and discipline. With generosity, we're cultivating immense wealth and immense magnanimity and a continual kind of expansiveness and vastness of mind. And with discipline, we're cultivating a respect for the details of life and how paying attention and honoring respecting small moments and small details can lead to large results and great benefit. In English, the origin of the word patience is the same as the word patient, and it means to suffer. The Tibetan term for patience has more of a sense of forbearance, and in Sanskrit it has more of a sense of equilibrium. These definitions have different qualities. It can really be hard to be patient. It does feel like a form of suffering sometimes. But is the suffering due to the patience, or really due to our impatience? The notion of forbearance feels like a kind of strength, strength to be with discomfort and not immediately panic or freak out. And the notion of equilibrium points to the ability to maintain a quality of calmness or peace. So all of those definitions feed into kind of a rich understanding of what patience might be about. Personally, I find patience pretty challenging. I also find that it's pretty short supply. Trungpa Rinpoche used to talk about patience as a contrast to speed, speed and aggression. We rush through things. We're fixated on getting somewhere fast, quicker, faster, better all the time. We're fast and speedy. And that is connected with a kind of aggression towards life, struggling or trying to force life to move in the way we would like it to. So patience is a, a boycotting of that kind of trap or addiction. Each time we sit down to do meditation practice, in fact, we're confronting this edge of patience and impatience. Mindfulness practice is, is a cultivation of calmness. It's a real lesson in patience. In many cases, an even stronger lesson or teaching about impatience. Sitting down to meditate, spending time just being, is so different from running around trying to solve everything. Trying to solve things in the quickest way possible. We reach for a pill. We reach for a heating pad. We reach for solutions in a kind of a panicky way often. We're so used to doing that. It's so common just to look for a quick fix that it can be bewildering. And so we wonder what would be the point of not doing that. In ordinary life, we're surrounded by people trying to sell us a quick fix, encouraging us to look for a quick fix and offering it to us to make money. So in looking into patients, we could ask, what is the point of simply being mindful and present? The point of not trying to push any experience away and not trying to hold on to any experience, just being with what arises as it arises moment to moment. Patience doesn't mean that you decide to do everything in slow motion as a kind of protest against speed. It's much more intelligent than that. But even thinking about the notion of patience brings up immediately how speedy we are all the time. We're always feeling like we're behind and having to catch up. It's like we always have to be going, trying to get somewhere, and we're not really quite getting there. It's a miserable way of living, and it's hard to stop. I think that speediness is also connected with a feeling of unworthiness, whereas patience comes from a feeling of fundamental goodness and well-being and worthwhileness. With patience, you could relax 
You don't always have to be struggling to prove yourself all the time. Each time you sit down and meditate, you cut a little bit of that speed and aggression and connect a little more to a sense of basic fundamental rightness or goodness. Patience is powerful. As the Buddha said in meditation under the Bodhi tree, the force of his stillness was so powerful that any remaining obstacles and obscurations he was facing simply dissolved. Patience is not inaction. In fact, the paramita of patience points to the possibility of addressing our problems in the world, problems we face, more effectively because they are not based on anger and they don't come from a place of panic or speed or aggression. So it should be clear that patience or the paramita of patience and working with that does not mean dismissing the need to act and the need to take care of the issues we face in our life. But how often does our rush to fix everything actually make things worse? Because we don't stop. We don't think. We just react. So patience has the power to cut through reactive mind. Emailing is like a laboratory study of impatience, I've found. When we speed through our emails, there's lots of damage possible. Sending something we didn't intend to, responding before we really know what we're responding to, misinterpreting, erasing important messages. It goes on and on. All of that's due to speed. It's easy to get into all sorts of trouble just due to the speediness and lack of patience, the lack of reflection. How many times does an email come in and boom, we react, send our email right back without even thinking, without even reflecting, or even questioning the validity of what we might have heard? We've just simply reacted. As a reminder, patience, like the other paramitas, is an example of Buddha activity. That is, action that is designed to benefit others in some kind of an intelligent, grounded way. Practicing a paramita-like patience is a way to actualize our aspirations to become like a bodhisattva warrior, aware, compassionate, and effective. My husband is very fond of a quote from Dr. Martin Luther King about the fierce urgency of now. I think that fierce urgency of now is where action and patience join. It's good to question, how could action be patient? How could patience be action? Bringing that quote together with a discussion of patience is a way of probing that question. The point is that the activity of patience is not about doing nothing. It's not about complacency or gradualism. Patient actions are steadfast without hatred and violence, and they're in it for the long term. Actions joined with patience endure longer and with more power than actions based on anger and short-term thinking. So there are a lot of ways to work with and cultivate this paramita of patience. Obviously, one easy way is to recognize our impatience when it arises and notice the toll it takes on us and on one another. More traditionally, there are guidelines for working this with this paramita. Three traditional guidelines for working with the paramita of patience are one, not getting sucked in by others' destructiveness. Two, understanding the causes and origins of other people's anger. And three, examining the many little points of irritations in your life and being willing to face your own states of mind. The many little irritations that fill our day test our patience. Trungpa Rinpoche called these little irritations bandits, bandits of life, bandits of the situation. Like bandits, they seal our awareness, our kindness, our openness, our effectiveness, our presence of mind. 
When things get stirred up and crazy, it's so easy to get caught up in the excitement. But that is actually a very good time to practice patience. Trungpa Rinpoche gave quite a pithy guidance about all of this. And I have found very useful advice. When everything gets more extreme, when opinions become more hardened, and everyone else around you starts freaking out more and more, you could remain patient. You could sink into patience like the Buddha. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.